Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today I'm really excited because uh, we've got a little bit of a different interview for you. We, you know, we spent a lot of time talking with service providers. Today we're going to talk with CEO of a software company, and uh, it's going to be a fascinating interview, I know already. Uh, today we're talking with Gavin Zuklinski. Uh, and he is the founder of Acuity Scheduling, which is, if you haven't used it, it's just the coolest scheduling tool we use it. Um, it really will help you automate and manage all the appointments that you make so your clients can make them online and they can change them, do all the kinds of things that they need to do on their own. And, and I find people really love it. And uh, Gavin, uh, he, he says he's a self-professed tech geek and an espresso maniac, which we might actually talk about here. Um, and so, uh, Gavin, welcome to The Unstoppable CEO. Really excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. So just to give everybody a little bit of background, um, I know we, we talked about you know, the company that you've created, but how did you get to the point of creating scheduling software of all things? Oh, geez. Yeah, so I, I originally built it for somebody close to me. My my mom, she's a massage therapist and I was, this was, now Acuity is going on 11 years. Um, and at the time I was doing uh, web development and, and sort of freelance work. Um, and I saw the struggles she was going through with a lot of the back and forth and like listening to crazy old excuses about why somebody had to cancel or reschedule instead of just taking care of it themselves. Um, so I felt like there had to be a better way. And there was really nothing available at the time out there to, you know, nicely handle appointment scheduling and all of the logistics that go into it. So I created it for her. Um, I was hoping to get some more web development clients at the time too. So put it out there for the rest of the world too. And well, it didn't work as a lead generator, but people loved the scheduling part. Um, and it's grown now from, you know, just just her to well over 70,000 businesses all around the world uh, using it to power their appointments and hopefully, you know, spend a little bit less time on all the logistics and rigmarole that goes around appointments and more time on doing what they actually enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's a great, uh, great way to start. And uh, the success you guys have had has been phenomenal. And there are a number of other companies that do similar things now that have cropped up since then. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I always love to hear businesses that start from this, what seems like a really simple problem, but it's very difficult, you know, to, to deal with and, and uh, um, you know, and, and then just absolutely grow from there. So as you've gone through that process, that, that couldn't have been an easy transition. I mean, even just the, the thought of, Hey, I'm going to create this thing had it had to have its own challenges. What are some of the things that, that uh, you've run into and, and, more importantly, what are the, some of the ways that you push through when things get difficult? Oh, man, there's it's you're right. It's interesting. This is definitely one of those things that it's it's like an iceberg. What you what you see is very different than everything that goes into it. Um, and if I had known everything involved and, you know, actually building the business and even just appointment scheduling too, because it is way more complex than I thought going into it. Um, I might have not, I might have not done it, but I, I'm glad that I did. So there have been many challenges throughout the way. I mean, the challenges you get when you're, you know, it was just myself at the very beginning. Um, I'm a tech person by my background, which is a good thing because that makes it, um, 
I mean, it makes it a lot easier just to do everything on your own and have total control, um, but you have nobody else to rely on and nobody else, you know, to really help out. And I, at the time I was working on it part-time, um, I had another day job that I loved with the government and absolutely loved it. Uh, and then Acuity was growing and it was more real, really more of a creative and technical outlet from a very, very different day job. Um, and that was, that was fantastic. What the challenge came though, uh, was when it took off and, you know, people started to actually rely on it and, and it started to grow and people really enjoyed it and it, and it kept, kept growing. Uh, and when you have a day job, you know, unfortunately with the government, I, uh, I didn't have uh, internet access or like a phone that I could just, you know, check things out on. I had no cell phone with me or anything else. So I would go out to my car in the parking lot. This was in, in Maryland with sun blaring down on my black car throughout the day. My iPhone at the time would be overheated and like blazingly hot to the touch. And after it cooled down from me holding it up to the AC vent for 10 minutes, um, I would see that I had like 50 emails because something had gone down in the middle of the day and I had no idea at all. Uh, and it was just me then. So, And I've uh, eventually got to the point where it had been growing enough that I would, you know, drive my like uh, hour commute each way and when I was back home I was uh, you know trying to answer emails on the road which is horribly unsafe and then still spending hours at night working on it too and so I had to make the decision of do I leave the day job that I absolutely loved um, and kill acuity or um or yeah, or kill acuity, and well, obviously, I, I chose to keep acuity and leave the day job, uh, and that was an incredibly difficult choice. And then, but since then, it's changed from you know a, a side project to being something that all you have all the time in the world to work on now. Um, it's your full-time job. So before that, um, it was, when it was just me, I would stew on ideas. I had no pressure or anything else. Um, and when I got, you know, uh, you know, hands to keyboard or anything else, it was very effective because things had been stewing in my mind all the time. That change when your day is just focused on the business. I'm really thankful that actually I did it uh, with a day job at first uh, because I think that I was much more effective with you know managing my time. And by the time that I switched to it being my full time job, um, I had we had so much data, we had so much customers, there was so much to learn, and um, it was a lot easier to you know when you have too much time, it's easy to fall into the trap of you know. Uh, working on things because you have available time, not necessarily because they're the most effective use of your time too, uh, where before when you have a day job, it's, it, there's a lot more pressure to make every moment effective. Um, so I was thankful to have that past experience too. So going forward, um, I tried to structure my days a little bit more to do uh, one, uh, one thing to try to promote acuity. I'm to be honest, I'm not very good at marketing. Most of uh, most everything comes from word of mouth, so I wanted to try to do more just to just improve the marketing side and everything else. One thing for marketing, uh, one thing to like uh, fix a bug, improve usability, um, and then one new feature, something that would you know keep the service going forward, um, and that that seemed to be uh, the culmination of everything that I had worked on before. And with all of those things, I felt like um, I. I'm not very good at doing long-term multi-year planning. And I think that's a good thing. Instead, I just tried to focus on, uh, on, you know, 
keep my feet going in the right direction, uh, even if I'm not sure what's at the end there. Uh, and that's, that's sort of been how we've gone through a lot of those challenges with, um, you know, having, having a couple of things that I truly care about, um, like growing the company now to, you know, having many employees all around the world. Um, it's a challenge bringing people on, but the idea with it is always focused on, you know, creating the best service as that we can for our customers. Um, so when the challenges come up too is uh, like when we were around like 10 or 15 people, um, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of managing people. I feel like there are some business owners that I meet that absolutely love it. They care more about, you know, growing and saying how many uh, employees they have than necessarily like helping the customers. Um, so that was a big challenge for me, like a mental hurdle to try to get over because that's, that's, not me. Uh, I'm much more caring about the the product and the customers and just building something. So when you get to a certain point too, I, I have to step away and change my roles too. So that, that's been a constant evolution. And I think having those guiding guiding points in the in the each day to keep myself going in the right direction. Uh, and then also for just where what I truly care about as far as our customers um, has helped make some of those harder decisions a little bit easier. Yeah, I can imagine. And I, I love the way that, that you've kind of structured the work that you do and broken it into those, those three key things. Um, and we talk with people all the time that, that struggle because they are too much in one area versus another in the business, mm -hmm. you know, they're maybe too focused on doing, doing work with their clients and not enough business development or something like that. And things get out of balance and it, and it can create a real problem. And, you know, I know from talking to people who run into that, that it's, it, what you did is not easy, you know, to have sort of the discipline to say, okay, I'm going to do one thing in each of these three areas every day. Um, that, that takes a little bit of, uh, of self-discipline and some clarity around what it's actually going to take to reach a goal um, that uh, I think is for everybody listening, uh, you know, if you're struggling in those areas, you know, what a simple, elegant model to move the ball forward in, you know, several places at once on a consistent basis. I think that's brilliant. So how did you deal with, I mean, in the early days, it sounds like you were, you were working for an agency and, um, and really you created this, the, the product for, for your mother who had these challenges. It sounded like though, maybe you didn't live in a world where you had the same scheduling challenges. And so it's a complex problem. Um, I know cause we, we've used the tool and you know, sometimes we scratch our heads on like, you know, how, how are, what, what's the process we're going to use for having someone schedule in a certain situation. How did you really unpack all the different steps in this process? Yeah, and that's it's a challenging one too because I am not my customer. Um, I mean, I use Acuity now to schedule things like interviews and all of that. Um, but even I'm not I'm not our most ideal customer. Our ideal customer is somebody who's closer to you, somebody who's closer to um, to my mom, whose day to day really revolves around appointments. Uh, and at the time too, I was. I was way too broad with it. I thought, how many people could possibly be interested in an online appointment scheduler? I had no idea. Uh, like I would have, I, you, the many different ways that you're using it were not at the top of my mind at all. Um, and I was imagining, uh, I, I think that it made it much simpler. I was imagining uh, 
just just my mom actually just her um, trying to chat with her and understand um, how she operated her business um, and then uh, at the same time too trying to generalize a lot of those learnings that I got from her so you know realizing about just asking her how she sets her availability um, and trying to come up with you know those words that you know, because I imagine there's how many massage therapists are there? Maybe. So I don't want to build something just for massage therapists. Um, so just creating a general appointment schedule, more focused on functionality and cross verticals, but, but with her specifically in mind. So chatted through everything with her to try to really get an understanding about how she operated her business. Um, but to be honest, a lot of those things I've been far off or like just had to evolve over time. So the, the kernel of acuity has stayed the same. I actually recently looked at one of my very first emails when I was emailing friends um, in, I forget what it was, 2006, 2007, of uh, like, hey, check this out. Like, tell me what you think. And the pitch that I sent in the email was basically the same exact one that it is now. So that part didn't evolve, but everything else that goes into the product did. So the, the original pitch was just, you know, something to help um, automated and like book appointments online. Uh, and, but now just little things like how does somebody set their availability? Uh, well, somebody like uh, my mom, you know, when she says, oh, I work, you know, Monday through Friday, like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., you realize, oh, great, okay, I'll, I'll let people set, you know, weekly hours and uh, and between there and then she's like, oh, but then I got a, you know, a lunch break. And then, uh, and then we realize that as time goes on too, you know, seeing somebody use it, the struggles of uh, like, oh, I actually need to take off this Tuesday or, oh, because I took off this Tuesday, I'd really like to extend my hours this Thursday, but only for this one particular day. And, and all of that wasn't in there at the beginning. And then we started to hear this from everybody else too. And just the simple, like the things that seem the simplest at the beginning, like availability, just turn into these absolute like rat's nests uh, with just different flexible hours, how people change it, how people like set different hours for different, you know, types of services. Like you'll want um, maybe only a couple of your free service and everything else. And anyway, so for, for, for me, uh, I, I had the core idea, right? I had, you know, a specific customer in mind and I had somebody that I could, you know, properly interview um, and try to, get my head around their process and at the same time taking what I learned from them and trying to generalize it for other folks. And then um, having it actually go out into the wild, have customers use it and realize that everything ain't as easy as I thought it was gonna be. And so that's been more of a, a continual process of improvement and that's something that's really baked into the company now is just how we handle feedback, how much we care about customer support um, and knowing that you know we're going to have to always improve and we can't just think about things in a vacuum and get it out there that we might have you know there our intentions will be right but the implementation is something that will always be changing and even with time and technology and changes in how people are on mobile devices versus then uh it's it's an interesting understanding we actually had one customer uh, a university as part of like their mile high documentation that they needed uh was asking us when we did our last major release. Um, I'm like, we don't, we don't do major release. And they're like, we need to know the last major release. And I'm like, um, those were like, I was like, 
2007. I don't know. Uh, because, uh, just because learning, I mean, learning and development are, it's a, it's a cycle. And I think for, for me, that was the best way to make sure that we make the, the best product possible is not just doing it at the very beginning, but baking that in throughout. Uh, I love it. Uh, lots of iteration, uh, I'm sure, went into it. I want to take a quick break. I want to, when we come back, I want to dive into some creative ways that you've seen people use it. I'm happy to share some of the things that we do with the tool. I'm a big believer that using tools like Acuity, you you really can structure your business in a way that, uh, number one, makes it easy for you to to operate. But I think it also can help you know, one of the things we work with with people on is is really how to position themselves as authorities and experts, and and I think part of that is is how you structure your time and how that's perceived by your clients and prospects. And I'd love to talk about some of the things that you've seen and uh, and see what we can glean from that. We'll be right back in just a second with more from Gavin. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net, forward slash iTunes. You can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Hey, welcome back. It's Steve Gordon. And um, I'm here talking with Gavin Zuklinski of Acuity Scheduling. Uh, he founded Acuity Scheduling, developed the app uh, in the early days. He's grown it to, I think, probably the biggest company in, in the industry and, 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 and is the first so you've been doing this for a long time, Gavin. You've, you said 11 years. You had to have seen some really creative uses for the tool that small businesses have just concocted that maybe you didn't envision. What are some of the most interesting things you've seen? Oh, man, yeah. And like we were talking about before, I built it for one person, but the, it's half of the time it's when I'm surprised it's the businesses themselves that are surprising and sometimes just how they're using it. That's surprising to me too. Um, but we've had some really interesting uses. Um, like there is uh, definitely not something that we ever thought would exist or anything else, but like, um, donut delivery service was using acuity to try to schedule the time when people wanted donuts delivered um and would have you know i forget like a couple of different options for the main types of appointments you could schedule a time that way depending on what you ordered um they could have different availability for when and like different lead times needed so you couldn't you know book a uh like 500 dozen donut delivery in the next 10 minutes um, and, uh, and have add-ons to like add-on party favors and things like that. Um, so that one was really creative, very, very simple, um, but it's just how they thought about what we have for different types of appointments and everything else um, was, was really surprising to me. On the other end too, are just the more traditional places that I expect to see too, um, just how they've continued to evolve and use acuity um like there's a there's a sales team i'm, I'm trying to think of the the sales team you know it started out with actually just one person very easy set your schedule on there um and then they started to grow to um 
I, I think everybody else in the office probably wanted to help uh, in the, automate their bookings too. So they all got onto the same account um, and then they started, you know, set up a connect to, I forget, Zoom or GoTo meetings. That way, whenever somebody does book a sales call with them, they actually get the meeting scheduled at the same time and that's taken care of. And they said that that saved them about 10 minutes per. Um, but then they started to get a really cool workflow going too, um, where they had, you know, different specialty, like product specialties for the people, which some people could do more than one, some people could do others. So they had the different types of appointments wrapped around like what area the, the prospect was interested in. Uh, then they had everybody would set their availability. The people would be associated with the, um, the areas depending on the appointment type for what they were interested in. They had all of their availability pooled together too. Um, they had actually some, some form information on there just to make sure that they were prepared for the call. Um, and um, when the, so there was a lot of moving pieces in the back end between like, you know, the video call, the many people with like different product areas and availability and blah, blah, blah. And like they had, oh, and like a drip series of emails to come beforehand for reminders too that they had customized with all of their content and everything else. But on the front end for the client, it was just such a simple experience because you go like, I'm interested in this product. I click that and then I see all the times and I pick a time, um, fill out my information and I'm done. And then behind the scenes were, you know, pooling everybody's availability, seeing who's available, like doing round robin scheduling between everybody, you know, sending them over to the go-to meeting, like kicking off the like drip series of emails and everything else for the reminders. Um, and they had, uh, it was, it was very like much, much more on the traditional side than, than, than donut delivery, but they managed to distill down this like incredibly complex process into something that was so simple for the customer on the front end and worked so elegantly and cleanly and quickly and really automated away all of those frustrating things that they had to take care of before. Yeah, I think that's a, a brilliant example. Um, and, and I want to unpack it a little bit for the people who are listening because that, you know, what we found in, in working uh, with the tool is that it's a great entry point. It takes care of the scheduling part, but it also is the trigger for a whole lot of other activity that needs to happen whenever an appointment is scheduled. And the, what you just described there where they've, they've linked up the emails that need to warm the prospect up before the sales call, they've got it routed to the right person, all of that stuff. It, it, when you start to really think creatively about what you can do, and then you you take this entry point as a trigger, it's such a powerful little trigger point to to kick off all these things. And with technology now, you can tie systems together and and make this really incredibly easy. And so if if you're listening to this, and you're not doing this kind of thing, and and you're you know, you've got maybe kind of the old fashioned system where you trade some emails back and forth to try and get something scheduled. It's not that that, that doesn't work, but, um, you know, it'll, it will allow you to add on to that appointment, a whole bunch of other things that enrich the experience for the client or the prospect. And that can be really, really powerful. Yeah, and that's what we see a lot too is we'll, our, our goal is, you know, this is intended for people whose day-to-day -day revolves around appointments. Um, and when things, you know, when you're, it's not, scheduling takes up a ton of time in itself, but it's a lot of those logistics that go around when an appointment is scheduled um, that take up 
just as much time or more that whole like we see people so we we integrate with a ton of different tools to try to automate this like we just on a simple end like connecting to google calendar office 365 to make sure that it's on the calendar with the rest of your work tasks and make sure that you don't get double booked but also you know creating the video um call and go to meeting or zoom or join me or and um kicking off things sending it over to like QuickBooks um, and things like that, trying to you know create invoices and prep that for you, sending it over to your CRM, maybe something like Pipedrive, um, tying it into the different analytics products too, so that way when you at the end of the month um, you can you know go to Google AdWords and actually see which of your ads ended up turning into booked appointments um, and really like start to drive down that and just connecting in all of these things together so that way it can be as hands-off as possible for you um, and and really have it all the things that you would where the goal is to really eliminate all of those things that you would have to do around an appointment um, anyway, all of those processes that you kick off um, and and hopefully within acuity to try to automate some of that too and not just you know uh, before the appointment but then after too like trying to get people to rebook their appointment is often a big one too so we have things like follow-up emails in there uh, and being able to customize that too because uh, you're like you're saying too with the uh, to warm up the prospect and like send in a, a series of emails. It can't just be our canned looking uh, reminder emails or anything else. You have to add your voice in there as the business. You have to make it look like yours and you have to add the content that you know is right for the customer um, and specifically in your business. Um, so we allow for a lot of customization with that um, so that way you do have the flexibility to use, you know, what we provide to really kick off whatever your processes are because I don't know, I'm sure how you operate your business is probably really different than the next guy too. Um, and that's actually one of those difficult things at the beginning of Acuity that I didn't expect to see, you know, it's within a vertical, say, uh, say sales or even like massage therapy. People operate roughly the same, but everybody is different and everybody has all these customized needs and workflows and everything else and providing that flexibility for it. Yeah, I, I can imagine that's hugely challenging. Um, and it's also really powerful, you know, for the business owner, you really can create the experience around this whole process that you want to create. And what I like about that is that, you know, early on when we started looking at, at uh, these kind of tools, I felt almost like it was a little bit impersonal, you know, like I'm just going to drop a link on somebody, you know, and hey, say, hey, book instead of having, you know, an, an assistant take care of them or something like that. And it's interesting to watch the evolution of this over the last, I don't know, five or six or seven years. We're at a point now where we see like when, if I email somebody and, you know, want to schedule something, we'll often give them the option to reply and talk to my assistant and all that. And probably 90, 95% of the time they go straight to the link. <laughs> because it's more convenient. They can do it right on their phone. There's no back and forth. They, they get that it's better. Um, and, uh, and so for anybody that's concerned about, about feeling impersonal or anything like that, I actually find that people much prefer to do it this way. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, we see the same thing that we hear that objection. People are like, oh, you know, there's less time with customers. But in the end, like, it's not valuable time, you know, flipping through your calendar with a customer. You're really not learning anything else about them. Um, and it's also less convenient, too, uh, if it's you doing it in a in more of a synchronous fashion. But this way, they can go on at their own convenience, you know, at 11.30 p.m. When you're, <laughs> when you're asleep, they can go and book their appointment and have everything you know, match up against your availability. Uh, and what we find, too, is that, yeah, that, that objection is something that people think but actually doesn't exist in real life. Um, over Well over 90% of customers end up preferring booking their appointment online is what we found. Uh, and of course, I mean, we've got a skewed sample, but the businesses prefer it too because you don't have all that logistics going into it. Um, so yeah, and it's really, yeah, it's really interesting that especially seeing it evolve where it's becoming people are much more used to it too, um, that now it's more of an expectation and we see too with businesses um offering online appointment scheduling around um say competitors who don't offer it uh the, the businesses that do tend to grow a little bit more just because people can book at their own convenience like they can you know book their um I don't know, say with a dietitian or, or acupuncturist, say like they can book their acupuncture visit um, at midnight when that office is closed and have things confirmed instead of, you know, maybe making a note to call them the next day and then forgetting about it or realizing like, oh, what was I thinking over that glass of wine? I don't know too busy to go for acupuncture when if they had it booked in, then they could actually commit to it too. So just... And it makes sense. The easier you make something, the more like the more likely people are to do it. So we've worked and we've really improved the product over time too to try to make acuity as easy as possible for customers um, because that really translates into, you know, not just your success using um, acuity, but also your success as a business too. The easier it is, the more customers you get and the more customers you get, um, hopefully rebooking and everything else that really leads to the success of your business. Absolutely. Now, you know, it's one thing to, to streamline and, and speed up the, the logistic side of, of booking appointments, but one of the real values that, that I see in this, particularly for a lot of the folks who, who might be listening today who are selling a service and they need to create positioning for themselves. You know, if, if you look like you're always available, you're not necessarily an in-demand, you know, consultant or, or service <laughs> provider. Um, and, and certainly there are businesses where you want to have a lot of availability, but um, what we've seen with it, uh, both for ourselves and, and with some of the businesses that we work with is that by taking, for example, sales calls and making those at a defined time, using the tool to say, look, this is when you can get in, you know, and you can't get in tomorrow. It's, it's a week from now. Um, by doing that, it, it actually elevates the value of that conversation in the mind of the prospect. Um, it also brings a whole heck of a lot of sanity to your own business. So you're not scrambling every time the phone rings, there's a process. And, uh, and, and so we've seen just huge gains being able to do things like that with it, where if somebody's, you know, calling in, trying to book an appointment that way, or, or, uh, you know, sees that you're always available, they sort of take you for granted. And, uh, you know, and your value is, is reduced a little bit in their minds. And so from that standpoint, I think it creates a lot of power and, and it also gives you some, you know, some, some boxes to put things in. So you're not, you know, chasing your tail all the time, 
um, you know, running down appointments. And so having those boundaries, I think is really powerful. Yeah. And yeah. And you can let the, you know, the, the system say no to customers too, instead of, <laughs> instead of uh, having, having you to, you know, try to enforce those on the call. Um, so you can, yeah, set up all of the rules about, you know, what things you care most about and um, like, you might want to, you know, have much more availability for your um, existing returning customers more than, say, like um, a free intro call or something like that. Um, and then we actually, it's interesting that, that you mentioned that we did hear that type of thing. Just you, you don't feel as you're, some people are less comfortable starting out with appointment scheduling too because they're afraid that customers will just see that they have totally wide open and then get scared off. And then on the opposite end too, once you get really busy too, you just don't want people booking willy-nilly. So about actually six months ago, I think, uh, we released a, a couple of features for those two, um, two audiences too. Like one is just, you know, trying to optimize your schedule automatically and force appointments to be booked back to back too. So that once the first person books in the day, everything is stacked around it too, to really optimize your schedule. Because I personally work a lot better when I have all of my meetings in one big block um, that I can just go through and then have another big block of time to, to think and, and work on other things. Um, yeah, and on the flip side too, when you're starting out, um, maybe not as much of a big deal, but you don't want everything to show to customers. So we, uh, I, was, I was really hesitant to add this feature at first, but one to uh, just make you make me look busy is what we call it. And you can you know hide a certain percentage of time slots randomly throughout the day. Um, so that way you appear a little bit more in demand and hopefully don't scare off customers. And that, um, that has been a, a really powerful one for folks just starting out. So that way, you know, your schedule does look a little bit more sporadic. Um, and then as people book, uh, new spots open up throughout the day too. And actually using those two features in conjunction can be interesting Just show a couple of spots and then have them book and have all of the times, you know, stacked around there too, to try to um, automate it and, you know, set more rules and, and enforce things even more than just like lead times and, and specific hours that you're available for things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we use it quite a bit with our, with our clients, not just with, you know, sales opportunities where, you know, we've got certain times during the week where we'll do client calls and, you know, it used to be, we would, we would do them just about any time the client asked for it. And we've had zero pushback to putting that structure to it. Certainly we can take an emergency call if we need to, but uh, in most businesses, there's no such thing as an emergency, you know, <laughs> that's when the client thought of it. Um, and, and by giving that structure and, and we actually tell them, look, these are the times every week, it gives them some certainty. They can sort of plan in their mind, Hey, I can go here. I can book. I know that it's going to be a, a Tuesday or a Thursday between these hours and it makes it really easy for them. And so, uh, there, there are just so many advantages that, that, that you can, where you can increase your productivity with tools like this. That's one of the reasons I, I was excited to have you on the show today. I think it's a powerful tool and, and uh, can be used in a lot of different ways, a lot of creative ways inside of a business. So Gavin, um, if, if somebody is looking to get started with um, you know, a scheduling tool like this, how can they find out more about Acuity and, and where should they go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a link set up just for your listeners, uh, acuityscheduling.com slash unstoppable, where they can go and, you know, learn a little bit more about Acuity and, and get in touch with myself if you'd like. Um, and then also there will be a link on there to sign up for an extended 45-day trial instead of our normal 14-day one. That's uh, 
acuityscheduling.com slash unstoppable. And we'll link to that in the show notes. So you can go there and um, grab that link. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, 45 day trial. Great way for somebody to get in and, and see how it'll work for them. Thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Gavin, this has been a pleasure. Enjoyed uh, chatting with you for a bit. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.